live from Philadelphia, you're listening to Corona, where three gay friends, each professors, creatives, and weirdos, talk with other queer and queer-adjacent creatives and personalities about anything they damn well like, from 80s pop culture to hypnotic sex practices, all while we're experiencing the COVID-19 pandemic. Season one of Queerona was recorded between March 15th and May 15th of 2020. So now lean back, relax, and enjoy. So hello and welcome to Queerona, where we discuss issues, homosexual and queer issues during this time of disaster and destruction. Wow, dark. This show started off on a darker note. I've only had two beers, but I'm already ready to discuss everything that's happened to anyone and ever any past life that they've had. So we will delve in today with our special guest, not only talking about their current life, but also maybe their past lives. Oh, wow. This is a new topic. (laughs) This is now a show about mediums. (laughs) I don't know that I prepared for this. <laughs> so get out your candles, listeners, because today we're in for a treat. I'm George Alley, and I'm here with... I'm Matthew Ray, and I'm here with... I'm Philip, and I'm here with... them, also. <laughs> the three of us are here once again. Before we bring on our special guest, we always ask... We do a little small talk. A little small talk, and here it is. What are we talking about? How's everyone doing? <sighs> okay. Okay. It's a uh, week. Well, how would you classify this? What week are we in, in terms of the... Uh, 38. Week 38. Week 38. Yeah. Of, of a marathon. Late at the end of the tunnel, but um, your sneakers are wet and you're tired, right? We so are seeing it. Especially if you're in Georgia, you're starting to see it... Uh, I think the light at the end of the tunnel in Georgia is a uh, an ambulance, <laughs> the siren on top of an ambulance. I uh, think speaking we're... of lighting, do, have you noticed that you're really paying attention to lighting in your apartment or home? Yes. Oh, yeah, for your Zoom calls. Yeah, Zoom lighting. What have you done, Matthew, to prepare? I know that you've changed your setup. We're looking at a different setup for you. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm playing around with lights and their warmth, you know, and how much they give me. I also got a, I have a spotlight up there, if you can see that now on the wall. And just for the listener to know, uh, Matt looks like a spitting image of Amy Grant in the early 90s right now. I do. Every heartbeat bears your name. I'm in that hat, actually. Remember that hat she wore? Yes, the polka dot sundress. She lost all her Christian um, rock cred because of that, Mm -hmm. that she went mainstream and everybody lost it. That was also a time when people wore hats like that, like, like Michael W. Smith and uh, George Blossom. Blossom. (laughs) (laughs) The older sister on Fresh Prince, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. (laughs) She was in so many hats. It was a time of hat. So let's bring on our guest. Matt, why don't you introduce our special guest today? Well, I'm very excited to throw this young man into our shark tank of hope, dreams, 
nightmares and anxieties. Uh, I'd like everyone to meet my friend, Jared. Jared is a writer, content creator, social media specialist and strategist, expert, novelist, um, humanitarian, philanthropist. He is great on Twitter. Bitch knows her Twitter. <laughs> uh, and he's one of the funniest, uh, insightful people I know. Um, oh, my God. Did you, did you just do a spit take? A little it was, bit. It was very insightful if people could have seen it. Yep. A little bit. I he's did a spit take. How are you, Jared? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for those uh, wonderful adjectives to describe me. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I love the title of this podcast, Queer Marona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like Sharknado, but yeah. like for coronavirus. Yeah, we're I actually because so. <laughs> Shark didn't Sharknado have multiple sequels i hope oh, our, yeah. i hope this podcast yeah. has those those kind of legs we'll be yeah I, I think we're on like sharknado 23 right now or yeah this could yeah. define our career for all of us i well, might think of it as a podcast i like to think of it as a pandemic cast you know this is a new subgenre of, of media i mean who, who's to say it's not who's to say all the media and things that creators are creating right now isn't like Something, right? Its own genre. I, yeah. I mean, this is definitely its own genre of <laughs> media production. So I'm off for pandemic cast. It's, it's hilarious. Has your practice shifted to on, online in, in like visible ways, Jared? Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I've kind of already been online. It, it's funny because I started a new job during a pandemic I'm still doing digital writing and content production. So I, I feel like I'm not off. I'm like still moving. I'm still doing things. Um, so I see a lot on my timeline. People are like doing self-care practices. I'm like, oh, what's that? That looks fun. I'm not doing that. I feel if anything heightened at the moment. Well, you know, you were talking about Quirona being like Sharknado. And I believe... <laughs> that um, is similar to Sharknado, we're also pitching to the Sci-Fi Network. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are mediums at this point. Yes. So you are experts in <laughs> paranormal investigations <laughs> in the time of pandemic cast. Have you sensed yeah. any in your, uh, and where are you? Actually, we never asked you, where are you? Like, what, where are you? And what's your, like? So I'm homeless at the, no, I'm joking. I'm not homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in Mount Airy slash Chestnut Hill. It's very peaceful right now. I feel like my life hasn't really been um, obstructed by Corona because I'm still doing the same things that I was doing before. So I still go to my, my co-op. It's just now it's like limited to 10 people at the, you know, inside. Um, You're going to Weaver's Way? Yeah, I love yeah. Weaver's Way. Wait, do you live up here? I work in Germantown. When this is lifted, we should be friends in, in real life. Good yes. In physical form. You can't be friends with the guests. That actually <laughs> oh. Compromises the integrity of the whole. Oh, damn. Show. Of the mediums. Of the medium. <laughs> <laughs> no. The sci-fi channel has very strict rules for us. They're saying that people are either getting nicer in these sort of customer service interactions or they're getting meaner. <laughs> yes. I'm hearing this. I'm hearing the people... 
uh, people in coffee shops and supermarkets and essential businesses have encountered people who have literally like gone full tilt crazy. I you know, saw they it want, They're more demanding. You know, they're the more customer. The yeah. customer. I saw this. I was at the Panera on City Ave. The woman behind me flipped out like I've never seen somebody flip out about having to wait for her food. Like, and, you know, because they're doing curbside pickup at Panera as well. How does that turn into a knuck if you buck situation at like the Panera drive through? Like, that's crazy. Like, you're going to kill somebody because you're waiting for your whatever, your tuna sandwich and coffee. Your Italian wedding soup? Like, yeah. your bread are you, bowl. Are you ready to stab a bitch over your bread bowl in these yeah. Corona times? Yeah. Why are you going to Panera? <laughs> yeah, let me review that first of all. To me, probably owned by you know some awful corporation. We no, don't know her. We don't know what her day was like. Maybe she's true. got a sick parent. That is sick true. Child, she's working three jobs. Maybe yeah. she's. She was so rude to the guy who's trying <laughs> best. Yeah, like you know, no, I don't feel sympathy for her, and she almost hit me with her car. Oh. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Yes. She had asked nicely for George to move. Although, yeah. His Better Alive album was blaring. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to Lisa Stansfield at the time. Oh, wow. Been around the world? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. That is a classic bop. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. we need to edit that a little, little big bar about it. Yeah. version. <laughs> Very NPR of us. Holland, <laughs> insert that now. <laughs> we are sort of NPR meets sci fi channel, actually. Aww. Okay, which one of you is Terry Gross? <laughs> mm. We'll duke it out later. Okay. Maybe Philip is Terry. I, we always like to ask our guests yeah. who they enjoy the most of us, but we'll ask that later. Oh, I was thinking of the small <laughs> business. Do fuck, Mary kill. That's oh, like, that's uh, better. Oh, that's such a good question. So awkward. This so is really, really problematic. Yeah, not <laughs> me. Don't ask me. Like, next to next per- person. <laughs> I think the small business is interesting because I ordered from an online or from a small bookstore. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to buy books. I wanted to support small small business. So a small bookstore that I love in Vermont, which is great. Although I do notice it like takes longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because they're like, well, we have three of the four books. One of the books we're going to have to get. We'll have that next week. You know, I'm still looking, the, waiting for the, the email that says they got it. And I like yeah. that they're thankful for the business, but also it's like, well, mm, I could have this book last week. <laughs> From Amazon. From Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> but do you really want to give Jeff Bezos more no. money? No, I'm totally, I mean, I totally support the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. Awesome. I have to check out the Yankee Bookshop in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just, I've actually recently um, purchased some books from Harriet's Bookshop in Philadelphia. It is a black owned women's own bookstore that opened uh, back in February in the Fishtown section of Philadelphia. Oh, and Gerard. Yep. And she's got used books. She has used books. She has new books. She has children's she's got books. A lot of books. She has all types of books. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I just, I feel like it's important for a lot of these smaller local independent shops 
um, to still be patient in the, in these times. So if you can, if you have the dollars, because I know it's, you know, tough for a lot of people, um, if, if you can support support. Yeah. It's going to be really tough on the small businesses. Yeah. I think too, that they have to think about how they're getting the word out that they're even open and available to do things too, Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, we've all kind of, gotten to this panic mode where we're just trying to pick the easiest thing, you know, so it's, we have to be reminded that there's other options. That's a great point. Yeah. I was talking about that with somebody else about food, at least. And they're saying it's like twofold. Part one is like this, the establishment was able to like adjust to offer curbside pickup. And then the second part is how do you make that known, including like your menu or how it works. So do you just have a lot of chocolate right now? <laughs> just water and chocolate? <laughs> Some bread, water, and chocolate. Well, okay. if you think Some about crunch. it, Nestle has dairy and fruit. So, because they have yeah. to have, yeah. Nestle's bigger. I think the, isn't it bigger in like Europe where the chocolate has all this stuff in it? Yeah, Nestle is actually like the fourth biggest company in the world or something i think george has i think george might have an inside uh connection to nestle that are you george compromising the, compromising the integrity of our podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah i know I, I think we're gonna need to edit out all this <laughs> yeah, are you an ambassador paid, for nestle he's a paid influencer for nestle oh my god do you have to take pictures on instagram with like a crunch bar he's an influencer a nestle influencer yes oh my gosh <laughs> Hashtag this is <laughs> this is the part of the show where we all just enjoy a nestle crunch bar chocolate is scrunches when it crunches that's why I love Nestle Crunch. <laughs> oh, God. Should we do TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> we should do a Nestle TikTok, yeah. Garrett, are you on TikTok? I am not on TikTok. I am not 17. Um, <laughs> my audience is not there. <laughs> I have a sweet spot with older women, and um, so unfortunately my, my audience is not on. Uh, <laughs> older black women love me. So, so where are they? Where are, they? Where are the old black Twitter. Twitter. Twitter? Twitter and Facebook. It's, I had a fashion blog for um, about a good six years. Kind of like a lot of my branding background is from that area. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed when I had my blog, it was called Low Factor. I just, my readership was just African-American women between the ages of 35 and 54, a lot have sent me Facebook requests. A lot have like followed me on Twitter and that's just my, my core audience. So if I ever was to be like Terry McMillan and <laughs> write my waiting to exhale, waiting to exhale yeah. I can, I have an audience for that. Perfect. <laughs> so strange. So those are your primary platforms. What- yeah. And what is the not? Did you did you write a novel or Matt, In the introduction, there was a mention of that. No, I did not write a novel. Oh, so he's lying, basically. I'm aspiring to write more fiction. He's writing. You're writing a novel, yes? You, you, you said novelist in the, your introduction. I'm scared now. It's ah. not you. Oh. 
No, he's you're a, doing it. He's I, in the I, process. This could be aired in a year. Could this be in your novel? Maybe you want this in your novel. Like, this might be part of it. Probably. It, this is a whole section. We don't know when this will be unearthed in the, by the Smithsonian team. <laughs> right, I, could, I could write my war and peace, and I yeah, could do all yeah, that. Yeah. We're yeah. 500 pages. We like to think that we, like, you know, helped start your creative pro or not start, but facilitate your creative process. Yeah, we had a political announcement on a recent pot in one of these. Oh, wow. We, we were wow. told we had to embargo for a while. A political announcement? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were uh, pushing uh, for the political announcement. No pride. How do you feel about pride? How do you feel about New York pride, Jared, being canceled? Done. I have actually never went to New York pride. Ah. Nope. Never went to New York pride. Really? Yeah. Was this the year or not interested? This was going to be the year. <laughs> Damn it. All because of queer Vona. Yes. But, now, um, but you can, do you think we can, uh, will you partake in its virtual pride then? The virtual. No. That's What's too that going to look like? Yeah, do we know what that's going to look like? Or what? Is what, it going to be do, a float? Like yeah. I can't. What would you, Jared, if you were in charge of digital you were the digital consultant for New York Pride Online. Uh-huh. What would be your, you know, mm. recommendations? Okay. This, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, mm, I'm thinking a lot of fashion. I'm thinking of maybe a Bella Hadid. Maybe the Hadids on yeah. a float, on a virtual float. Um, I'm... I'm thinking of like vintage Kylie Minogue. Wow. Like vintage in hologram form. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking it very meta. And we, and we see these, like we log onto a website. Yeah. Well, Vimeo. I'm live, going to charge. Like, yeah. Vimeo. I will charge $699.96 per what Heidi and Kleiset did. I was going to uh, say. <laughs> hydrating lotion or whatever she had on drag race last Heidi week. hydrates Heidi hydrates oh, all this can be yours for six hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety six cents <laughs> Heidi's hydrates make calls hair loss mood swing and uncontrollable flatulence Ooh, me. <laughs> Heidi's hydrates Bitch, I told you it could cause hella. That, that would be my ticket price, $699.96 to watch a 30-second Vimeo show of New York Pride. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't you think current... Inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think current uh, Kylie would be annoyed that they wanted vintage Kylie? No. It's, I mean, it's so much chic to have vintage hologram Kylie. Vintage hologram. Is that ageist? Oh, shit. What's next for fashion? How does this pandemic affect next runway? A friend of mine said, I asked her, she works in the fashion business, and she said, oh, I have a lot of ideas. She's like, first thing, short hair for women will be very, very in. And okay. I, wanted to, I wanted to find out, like, is that because of masks? Because, like, we're sick of taking care of it? Like, you know, like, because I think my girlfriend, like, I think about how all of us, my girlfriends, my guy friends, are all complaining about their hair or self-cutting or whatever. And so I'm curious as to how this reflects. What do we think, what is fashion and hair going to look like coming out on the other side? I don't know. I mean, it really, 
and I hate to kind of sound analytical right now, but if, I think if social distancing continues, I think we probably see more loungewear. Mm. For sure. Because, I mean, designers have to make money and I just, you know, spent money on ASOS buying stuff because I was just tired of looking at the same loungewear yeah. that I have in my house. Yeah. You know, I'm wearing it. So, I, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be exercising social distancing into the fall or into next year or however long, but it would make sense if you're a designer to totally capitalize on athleisure if you haven't already. Athleisure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. George, somebody, so George took a picture of me on it for Instagram, like Sunday, and someone on it commented, great athleisure look. And I was like, no one has ever said that to my fat ass on Instagram. <laughs> and yeah, I think you're right, right? Like we're all going into this, wow, wow. How do you have really fierce fashions in athleisure? In- I don't know. But, I don't know. You know, I don't like him at all, but. Kanye's been very, like, for a while, been really sort of proponing these kinds of, like, athleisure-type cotton, full, like, cotton-only, like, you know, everything very simple. Where is is his compound in? Wyoming? Yeah, it's in Wyoming. Yeah. Simple, uh, you know, post-apocalypse Wyoming garments. Like... Desert, not desert, like ranch chic. Yeah. But toned down on all the like Stetsons and all of that stuff. Yeah. Very muted and. Like dystopian comfy wear. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like if it's the end of the world, you want to be comfortable and you want to wear muted colors. Correct. Dystopian comfort wear. That's a real thing. Yeah. Look up, look up Yeezy. Uh, fashions right now, uh, Matthew, and you'll see that that's what it is. And yeah. I think in comfort wear, <laughs> I just think it needs a better brand name than that. <laughs> I like that brand name. <laughs> I love that brand name. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to roll. I, I can't see Jacqueline Smith getting behind that. <laughs> She's we, not the market anymore, though. No. <laughs> She's my market. They have to have something. We still need to sell it to the kids in in Wyoming. You know, we can't just be. You know, in the, in the Atomic Bunker, which you can visit at the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia, which from the like the fifties till nineteen ninety two was kept ready every single day. Yeah for the United States Congress to go to in the case of atomic uh, war. They would go in, once you went in, you would strip, go through the uh, decontamination shower and then be issued these like clothing. So I always thought, oh, I wonder like what that clothing, and I always wondered if the clothing changed with the times. Cause it was like, literally it was ready every single day, the sixties, seventies, eighties, the 90s they updated the medical equipment they updated the magazines came every week or every month and they changed them out it probably was tunics <laughs> yes i've been waiting so last summer i went on a on a, um, a vacation for a friend's 40th and we had two theme parties and at one of them we wore sarongs oh and yeah and i um you were captains Caftans, I'm sorry. Caftans. (laughs) I know because I helped you pick it out. You did. (laughs) Yes. Caftan. 
And I'm waiting to get that caftan back out. Like, I, like, I feel like that's really like chic pandemic wear. You know? Yes. Like, beautiful caftan. Like, it is I, so dystopian comfy wear. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort wear. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Zoom call you pull that out on. Like, this <laughs> depends what group you're with. I was wondering for Jared or it could be mm-hmm. anybody, but uh, I seen this term, you know, which I'm sure we've all seen this quarantining, T-E-A-M, quarantine, where people are forming these groups to see the quarantine through. And I'm wondering if you could, who would be your quarantine past, oh. you know, past or present? If you like had house. To be, yeah, like what would be your house of Jared for oh, quarantine shit. if you had to have this team? I spent like maybe two hours last week in bed thinking about this because Whoa. I saw it on Twitter. Well, well perfect. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was like late at night. I was like in my bed and I was really thinking, yo, who would be in my house if I was quarantining with them? Mm. It was like, it started, I saw it like, it started from like some fashion person and they had listed like designers and models and celebrities. And I was like, meh. Uh, definitely Jane Fonda. Wow. Um, I love Jane Fonda. Every, anybody who knows me knows that I love Jane Fonda, like, with all of my heart. That is my godmom in my head. I would say Prince. I mean, I love Prince so much. Today is the anniversary of his passing. Um, oh, terrible. But I feel like he wouldn't be a good communicator. No. Like, he, it would just be like, oh, hey, Prince. And he'd be like, hello. But he'd and be fun like, to, like, look at. Yeah. He's over in the corner, like, doing his own thing, but... Right. attractive so I don't mind okay that's a type um, <laughs> uh, I do Jane feel like Prince. to not um, Prince no Prince no Prince Tracy Ellis Ross oh okay I love Tracy Ellis okay. Ross I think her energy would be so good in yeah. this weird time um, she'd have a lot of stories about her mother yeah I don't want Diana though I feel like Diana and Prince will be like, oh, they're, you know, cool to look at. But I want a Hemsworth because I want to sleep with a Hemsworth. Okay. So it'll be either Hemsworth. Tracy Ellis is like the happy person. Jane Fonda is like the godmother, the grandmother who's like sage and knows everything. Definitely fucking a Hemsworth. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) Um, Maybe taking some breaks. Definitely, I'm trying to think. There's somebody else that I. Why are you taking breaks? Yeah, because sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you want variety. Oh, I see. You want more than one in the house. You want. Yeah. Okay. Won't that add some drama? And what if they hook up? Oh, have you seen Big Brother? This is like. Yes, I've seen it many times. That's amazing. So you want that drama. You're, you're, you're anticipating this being televised. Is what you're the doing. reality show. This is a quarantine. It's not a quarantine for him. It's a, it's a pre, it's <laughs> He's a using this pandemic to raise his profile and, and sleep yeah. with the Hemsworth. Everything can be filmed. Everything can be filmed. <laughs> Thank you. Everything. You've got you to gotta get some PR for that novel. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, please edit the novel out or <laughs> any book writings. Um, uh, last person, because I need somebody who I can sleep with and also be like intellectually stimulated by. Uh, oh, um, Tom Clancy. No, Marilyn Monroe married him. Um, Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. 
I am a masochist, so I feel like I don't think he you know, was very nice in a in a right. certain way. Like he will berate the shit out of me, and I need that. Wow, yeah. this is revealing. Confessional. Yeah. You see yourself like Marilyn. Yeah, I'm busty like her. Yeah, and uh, Starlet. <laughs> yes. No, um, yeah. this is hilarious. But yeah, I would definitely want someone to like berate the shit out of me and tell me I ain't shit in my own house. That makes sense. You know, when I was younger, I really wanted to have a boyfriend so I could find them cheating on me in like a restaurant and slap them across the face. Oh. That was the goal to have a boyfriend so I could so they could cheat on me and I could hit them. <laughs> At like a Denny's. <laughs> no. No comment. George was very dramatic. Telenovela. I love it. I never hit you. Once George threw down bracelets. I, re- I always remember that. He threw what? He had these bracelets oh. on and we had some kind of fight and he like threw them down and stormed away. And I was like, what do I do? And then he came back because I didn't react fast Jared, enough. Jared, this is the 11th out of five episodes that something has come up <laughs> that reminds George and Philip of when they dated. <laughs> 11th out of five episodes. (laughs) It's come up multiple times. What can you say? Wait, are y'all like Ike and Tina, like on the rebound? Like like, on the mat? Like, I hope we weren't like Ike and Tina. Like, this is after the court proceedings, and like, we were like a poor version of. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard <laughs> without the oh, money. I no, love it we didn't. You totally have the brows and the hair. We and didn't like, fight like that. Give me Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and I am part Welsh, but that's a separate story. And George is wearing white diamonds. <laughs> you can help support Quirona Podcasts by sponsoring us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Queerona, where there are several tiers of support where you can assist us with our production and bringing new voices for season two of Queerona. There are three tiers of support. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what are you doing? There are four tiers of support for Queerona. Our first tier is a $15 shout out. Our second tier gives you all access to all of season one immediately at $40. At $50, you receive that plus the shout out and For those who really want to support us, you can get a luxury t-shirt designed by collage artist Toby Celery for $100. I think it's time to share our media choice of the week. You know, what we think people should, or, or nothing, you know, or artifact or thought, recipe, blog, whatever. You know, that you want to share with the world, that something that you're doing that you're enjoying. Philip, you want to start? Uh, this week, I like to sh- think that this is a good time to read those classics that you always said you will. And I have, during this pandemic, started and finished Moby Dick. And what's amazing about that book is that, that I never knew is if you've ever seen the movie versions, including a great one with Gregory Peck, that whole movie is basically like the first hundred pages and the last eight pages of a 575 so page book. Mm. So there's a lot of pages in that book 
where there's really not a lot of story going on. And Moby Dick himself, spoiler alert, doesn't appear until page like 562. What? Yeah. So there's a lot of information about whales, like a lot of like scientific classification of whales and descriptions of their sort of skeletons and bodies and the, the blubber and the this and that. There's a lot of stuff in that book, but it's still worth the read. Some beautiful language. And when else are you going to do it? <laughs> also a main character in Heather's Heather Duke played by Shannon Doherty is obsessed with Moby Dick. So there's highlighting. She was highlighting passages. What was the wow. one that she highlighted that they brought up at her funeral? How she felt like an Eskimo. Eskimo. <laughs> Eskimo. Heather Duke underlined a lot of things in this copy of Moby Dick. But I believe the word Eskimo, underlined all by itself, is the key to understanding Heather's pain. I'll go. I am really enjoying um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I never watched it before. Never at all. And um, I started, I I really needed a comedy that was just completely a comedy. It didn't have any, like, I didn't really want a lesson. You know, I wanted like an old school style, you know, facts of life, you know, kind of ridiculous comedy. And I, I, a friend recommended this and the show is just so kind of like, you know, like it's kind of slapstick, but not, there's thoughtful, there's zingers, it's well written. I mean, I think Andy Samberg's kind of cute. Like he's, he's a cute, he's a cute, yeah, he's cute. And he's funny and I find funny cute. And they have this very, um, they have some very modern gay plot lines that I think are very, and the characters, they very, the way they are dealing with their world doesn't feel like how television sometimes forces, you know, homosexuality into an equation. And I, and I would hope that all the other characters feel just as natural. It's just really cute. He loves like, I feel like he loves, you know, I love Andy Stanberg, but I feel like he loves, and I feel like he loves like like penis humor. Oh, ah! oh my God! They're in a penis punch sixty nine. Uh, okay, over to you, Jared. What do you what 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 would you give the world? So I follow a lot of DJs on Instagram, and I don't know if um, probably have talked about this in upper other episodes, um, but I've been really loving that DJs are going live mm. and that are spinning live. Um, D Nice, who um, is a prolific DJ, has been around for like 20, 30 years. He has been doing his club quarantine, I think, almost every other night since we've been in quarantine. And it's garnered like over 500,000 views. Like he's partnered with Michelle Obama and Joe Biden. I mean, it's clear it's a political thing now. Yeah, just or, or just friends that I have that are DJs. And so I've been tapping into their lives. And, you know, it's, it's good to just sit your phone or sit your mobile device or whatever, your computer down and just, you know, listen to DJs spin. My recommendation this week is I've been thinking a lot about chocolates. Particularly Nestle Tollhouse cookies. <laughs> Nestle Tollhouse cookies are kind of a, a American classic. 
And so I want us to think about these classics when we're making these, as we know, you know, we've been talking to Jared about cooking. So why not involve some Nestle products like Nestle Toll House cookies? You can make them yourself or you can order them at Acme. So that's my recommendation for this week. Okay, is it time to bake a Nestle Toll House cookie? Breaks so warm and rich and chewy. Chocolate's heaven to me. America's favorite cookie. Break. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, is this gonna follow a TikTok or something of like 17-year-olds like playing with a Nestle Crunch? I don't I don't know. This is so on brand <laughs> right now. <laughs> I am now hungry for Nestle <laughs> You've weaved a you've weaved a shocking web of mental manipulation, <laughs> Dr. Mesmer. <laughs> I mean, you guys are supposed to be mediums. You can't sense this from a mile away. Oh wow. Wow, wow. Were you gonna were you gonna were you gonna cut us in on this marketing deal you cut here? <laughs> this shit ain't free, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What if I had like done a marketing deal and then told any of you it was just talking about Nestle every week? <laughs> not, not surprised. Every not surprised. <laughs> Nestle into every conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, that's great. Jared, are you on um, Instagram? Yes. How do we reach you? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jared Michael Lowe, one L all together. So it's J A R E D M I C H A L E L O W E. So you can follow me there. Thank you for being on Queerona. Yes, thank you. We hope you had a queerantic time. <laughs> I had the queertastic time of my life. Excellent. No. You've been listening to Queerona. Queerona was hosted by George Alley, Matthew Ray, and Philip Moore. With editing by Paul Schuler. Theme song, Undivided Attention, by George Alley. Available on iTunes. To support Queerona, please go to patreon.com backslash Queerona. Queerona is available on iTunes, automatic.com. <laughs>